where I think the industry is going is where advisory and tech clash, right? So it's that convenience. It's Uber. It's Lyft. It's DoorDash. It's, it's Uber Eats. You know, accounting can really intersect in that way where we're bringing technology to small business owners, right? Being the subject matter experts in the, that said technology and advising them based on the technology in how to run their business more effectively. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast was recorded in person at ZeroCon in New Orleans in August of 2022. To learn more about ZeroCon, visit ZeroCon.com. That's X-E-R-O-C-O-N.com. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to a special episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast. We are coming to you from New Orleans at ZeroCon. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary, and it stopped raining again, but it could rain before the interview's over. It's, it's hit and miss if you're listening to these episodes. But we have another guest. You know how it is, Blake. I like to see, we go to these conferences, and I'm like, I don't know that person. Let's talk to them. <laughs> let's, let's talk let's to them. Let's see if they'll be let's on our, on our podcast. Rand, random accounting podcast. <laughs> so uh, one of the uh, accountants that... Zero had on stage today this morning was uh, Miguel Ochtry Marshall. Did I say your last name right? Perfect. Okay, perfect. Good. And he has his firm Nalopi. Did I N- say that right? Nelope. Nelope. Oh, Nelope. Horrible. We can edit that and fix it maybe. No, or maybe we're good. not. We're maybe good. Maybe not. So why were you on stage at Zero? Like, how'd you get here? Like, what's the story? Why'd you even start an accounting firm? Like, we don't know about you. And actually, before that, let's preference. This is his first podcast. Blake. Yes, yes. And I'm a huge podcast fan. So being on, you know, having this experience is pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, so glad we can and, have you. And I was at the event yesterday. You guys are are quite the celebrities, I will say. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. If you just I, give out free no t-shirts and stickers, people will come close to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was cool to see. Well, so, yeah, tell us about your journey getting here. Yeah, so um, how far we want to go back. Well, when people told you you didn't have any experience. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I I went through the corporate shuffle, as they call it. Um, You know. Where did you study accounting? Yes. 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 I went to Hofstra University in Long Island. Uh, I got my bachelor's in accounting in 2010. Um, And, you know, did the work in New York City, worked at a couple firms, um, worked at a a couple small businesses, was a bookkeeper, etc. And. I was kind of trying to go in the public space, the big four space, but I kept getting the same response, which was, you have no experience. You have no experience. You have no experience. So at some point, you know, in, this is a real crazy story, right? Walking into work one day, I don't know if you guys know who Nipsey Hussle is. He's an entertainer who passed away. Rest in peace. Um, so I was listening to his album. It was a real motivational album, Right. I'm walking into work, taking a train from New Jersey to Grand Central Station in New York. And I'm listening to this album and he's like, he has this message and I feel like he's speaking to me directly. Right. And I literally walked into my boss's office that day and said, "Um, you know, I I think I'm done. You know, I know I'm doing this the wrong way. I didn't give it two weeks, but I I think I'm, I'm good here. And one of the things she said to me was, you shouldn't do it this way because you're going to need references one day. And my response to her was where I'm going. I don't think I will. And I haven't, I've been on my own since then. That was 2018. 
So then you you quit work and then you're like, I'm going to start a accounting and bookkeeping firm. Yes. Or like, was that the next step? I, well, I was doing taxes at the time, okay. but like neighborhood type, you know, type of operation, friends, family, aunt, uncle. Um, so, you know, I had a good book of business, maybe a hundred clients. So I was making some good money, but it was on the side. And, you know, I had about maybe $17,000 saved at the time. And I was like, you know, I'm going to turn this, what I have, these hundred clients into something that can be maybe a monthly return, retainer type of model. So I worked on that. Um, and then that's where zero came in to play, right? Around 2018, doing research. I researched a whole bunch of different softwares, you know, and, and I, I wanted to target the younger entrepreneur, right? The younger business owner who works from their phone, works from their tablet, works from their iPad, you know, it's on the go, right? Once thing ease the, the generation of Uber and Lyft, right? We're not hailing taxis down. We're, we're, we're they don't coming. have desktop computers. Right, right. We don't even know what that is. So I was targeting that entrepreneur. And when I did research on QuickBooks, it just wasn't the feel that I wanted, right? Nothing against QuickBooks, but it just wasn't the feel that I was looking for to offer to my clientele. Um, and then, you know, just doing research, zero just popped out of nowhere. You know, I, I, I don't think at the time they were as big as they are now, especially in the States and did research, loved the, the capabilities that it had, loved the look, loved the feel, loved the app, loved the app store. Um, and I'm like, I can really be in a space where I can introduce technology to the small business space, right? It's more than just providing financial statements, right? It's, it's kind of making life as an entrepreneur that much easier. So that's what I take pride in, that technology piece. And you're serving clients everywhere, but you're in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. P predominantly uh, Atlanta. Okay. Um, 30 clients now, but predominantly Atlanta. Um, but it, it's all over the place. Um, and tell me about your clients. Like who, who, you, you mentioned uh, these are entrepreneurs who are on the go. Correct. Like what kind of entrepreneurs are we talking about? You know, anywhere from wh where I'm really big in Atlanta is a hospitality space. So I have a lot of, you know, Atlanta's really known for their, you know, hospitality, restaurants, nightclubs, hookah lounges, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I would probably say 40 to 50% of my clientele comes from that space. So, and then, you know, it's, 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 uh, th there's actually someone who is a trading card company. Um, I have a marketing company. Who else? I have promoters who are in that nightclub space. They have their own side, separate companies. Um, I have doctor's offices, private doctor offices. One is a mobile doctor's office uh, located in Atlanta. I have a uh, art gallery. So it, it really ranges, but it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot in the hospitality space. A lot of variety there. Yeah, a lot of variety. That, that, that to me, you know, when I, had, when, I, when I had my firm and I was doing bookkeeping, like that's what kept me going was I was always learning about new businesses. It, it, it's, it's the fun part. Yeah. The fun part is the small business part, right? Accounting is not that thrilling, right, <laughs> as we know. But like learning these new industries yeah. and the intricacies of these new industries, I think that's where, like, that's really what I love. I love business. I love small business. And you mentioned that you have an app stack that you like to use. You, 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 you named some of them in, mm -hmm. in the keynote. Mm -hmm. What are the apps that you use for this, you know, these uh, hospitality clients? Like yeah. what, are you, what are you a fan of? You know, build.com is a lifesaver, you know. So when you, you really don't 
take into consideration how many people don't use technology on, for their businesses, right? So I'll go into a hospitality venue and they're still doing checks. So we know all the things that can happen with checks. The signature is not right. It bounced back. The person's bank is, you know, whatever. So when I bring bill.com to the table, it really, really, really structures their cash flow. Because with a check, you have no clue when this person is going to cash it. So this person could literally hold two, three checks for a couple of weeks and then go and cash the check. And then you're not even expecting that. Where when in bill.com, I, I use Slack as a support system. You know, so what I do is for the for the week, if we're paying everything through bill.com, I'll let I'll send a snapshot of what's going out for this week. So they know, all right, 28,000 is coming out. Send the 28,000 out. So it's kind of a better manage of mm -hmm. cash flow. Like, all right, so this, what's left is ours to yeah. do what we need to do, not expecting someone to. So, you know, build.com is definitely a huge, um, that's probably number one. Well, so what you said there is something that I agree with. I think a lot of business owners, they manage their money based on the balance in their bank account. Yep. And so by not having checks floating, you're actually helping them. Like some people would Correct. make the argument, oh, you're better off having checks out there because you can have more money in the bank but and get the float uh, a few days. But I, I feel like it's not worth it. No. It's too confusing. No, the, the surprise of, yeah. you know. I forgot I had that check. I didn't, didn't get cashed yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. You, you wrote a check. You forgot about it. Exactly. And then suddenly somebody cashes and, and, it. And if you have a staff of 40 people, yeah. like you're not tracking everybody's check coming out, you know. So, and there are some people who don't, who saved their checks. No. It's, it's interesting because I, I made a note on this because I wanted you to elaborate, but I think you just did and answered this for me already now. But you made a comment that how using Zero and ADP and Bill.com and Stripe, you know, the, these apps, that actually lets you do advisory work. But I think I've heard, just now heard you. It's really what you're doing is you're just stabilizing their cash flow and indirectly you're doing advisory and that throws that trust on you more. For sure, for sure. The, I think that... Bettering someone's business allows them to trust you, right? You know, a lot of what, we're, what we do is trust. You know, you're letting me in, into your accounts. You're letting me into, you know, cause so, so it, it really starts at that piece, right? Bill pay, invoicing, just really structuring and building processes around technology, right? And then that allows, you know, for like th there's a club, um, or, or, or a nightlife venue in Atlanta um, who we are now structuring a $1.2 million investment into their club. And that came from that structure that I offered, you know, initially. And they really kind of brought me in really closely very quickly. I love how you're, you're, you're framing this because I, I do feel like the message is always out there, like use apps so you have time, it'll save you time so you can do advisory. And you're saying, no, use apps to prove you know what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. And then they'll trust you to do advisory. Exactly. So it's a, a complete reframe. Like nobody's really ever said it that way. And I've listened to lots of people yammer about being an advisor. So, Well, you're using Slack with yeah, your clients. Absolutely. And to me, what, what better way to be more in touch with your clients day to day than chatting with them exactly they, they don't want to have, they don't want to send you an email exactly yeah. exactly it's on their phone exactly it's like it's so, like you're texting me right you know and then we can have whoever your top level people are at your company all in one slack channel mm -hmm. and you know kind of handle business exchange documents or whatever have you now, um now does that get overwhelming for you you said you have 30 clients yeah so 
I know from my personal experience, that was my breaking point. Yeah. I couldn't keep tabs on more than that. So, so I, I think it will get there. But right now, um, depending on what level of, of uh, service you need comes with the Slack channel. Mm-hmm. So not all 30 Got it. have the Slack channel. Some are kind of beginner, sole prop companies, one-person LLCs who really don't need that. They just want their you know monthly meeting and they want their uh, financials. Right. They don't really, they're not doing any bill pay. They're not paying anybody. So they don't really need that level of communication. Um, but the people who do, so, so to answer your question, I do, it can get there, right? As, as 40, 50, 60, as this thing really grows. Um, and then that's where, you know, a team kind of, kind of comes into place, um, which is my next goal is kind of getting people to, you know, now you have a support specialist who's just in Slack, just answering these individuals and, you know, routing whatever request that they have to the prospective bookkeepers and then just building that process that way. Is it, is it nice? Are the perks of having uh, nightlife clients? It's, you know, it's, are, it's, are they very, good? it's very, yes. So I'm, I'm the person when a friend comes to Atlanta, yeah. I'm the first call because <laughs> <laughs> they're always taken care of. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. So I happen to run into your former partner manager or account manager. What do they call them at zero? Your account rep, your account manager, partner manager. I'm P- making these numbers up. D-R? But I happened to have a drink with her last night and she mm-hmm. was telling me about like kind of discovering you. And you just, so I just wondering like where, how is, obviously you've used zero the software, but mm-hmm. how has zero as a partner helped you on this journey you've taken? Oh, tremendously. I, 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 I attribute, you know, a good portion of my growth to zero embracing me as a person and me as a business right so when my website was created you know zero provided marketing dollars for that right you know a lot of the things that i learned about the software were from the certifications um so you know just speaking just having that person that you could just shoot an email shoot a call schedule a meeting you know, to kind of walk you through these intricacies of the system and then invest in you in ways of me even being here and being a speaker. So And it, being on the Cloud Accounting Podcast. And being on the Cloud Accounting <laughs> Podcast, right? So it, it goes from the smallest of details to now, you know, being on my first podcast, you know, and, and you know, yeah, they've helped me tremendously for sure. So it sounds like you have plans to grow. What's your dream? Hey, that's a good question. My first goal is 100 clients. I'm taking it step by step. My first goal is to get to 100 clients. I know what that looks like financially. I know what that mapped out looks like. You know, I know what type of lifestyle I can live. Um, so that's my first goal is 100 clients. Um, I do want to get into tech eventually which is why, so, so my company was called VP Marshall at first, right? I changed it to, so, so that's my mother's full name, Varnell Penelope Marshall. And that's Nelope. And now Nelope. For Penelope. Penelope. Okay. Right? Um, so I wanted a more catchy and softer name because VP Marshall at the time sounded like, you know, some CPA firm or something just super serious in New York or something like that. Marshall and Marshall, you know, you know how to mm-hmm. do associates or whatever. So I changed it to Nelope because I got really into accounting tech. I got really, really into business tech, small business tech. 
Um, so, you know, that's another goal of mine down the line as my client base grows to 200, 300, because I, I, that's definitely a goal is to get to the hundreds and the thousands, et cetera. And then I want to do, I haven't really figured it out yet. I have a couple of things on my uh, board, but I want to invest in technology to kind of, you know, just even do what Zero's doing, just making small business owners' lives easier. Oh, so you want to build technology for them? For Zero? Well, for the for your clients. For the clients, yeah, for the clients. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so so Nelope using that name was with that in mind, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of having that that techie feel to the company, which is why I was so um, intrigued by Zero is because they had that feel. Yeah. One thing that I thought was interesting, you're because you were on stage and one of your clients was on stage mm -hmm. with you, and she made a comment that because you know all the nooks and crannies of Zero, that it's easier for her to believe you and know that they should trust you because you just, you know the details. And mm -hmm. I thought that was just a kind of a really strong statement. Yeah. In general. Yeah. You know, I, I think being a subject matter expert has its, its trust factors. You know, if you go to a doctor and he tells you, you tore your ACL, you believe that the doctor, you know, that you tore your ACL. Like you don't think he's kind of gaming you here. So I think it's kind of the same thing for, you know, knowing software. People hire people just for their knowledge of software all the time. Um, so, like, like one of the things that you, that a legacy system. Are you guys um, familiar with Dynamics? Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft Dynamics. Dynamics. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I worked at a place in the city, I'm a marketing firm in the city, because I knew Microsoft Dynamics. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, that's being a subject matter expert, doctor, lawyer, accountant, just kind of gives the client that comfort. Like this person is telling me like we, we she wanted a CRM and we went in a zero app store and we went through all the different apps that they have, all the different CRMs they have. And we landed on HubSpot. And I told her the benefits of HubSpot and why you should get HubSpot and why this will grow your business. And she just trusted it, you know, because there were other levels of trust. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's true advisory work right there. Exactly. Connected to apps, helping somebody build a back office. What? Not even back office. CRM's like customer facing. Exactly. Stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah. And now she's in love with it. It's an everyday yeah. use for her now. You know, so uh, I'm a big HubSpot nerd. I used it for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. we have my, my firm. We used HubSpot as our website, our CRM, all that. So do you guys uh, have guests ask you questions? Go ahead if you like. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. dig in. Let's dig in. So so <laughs> turn so, the tables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's turn this around. Uh oh, everybody's readjusting seats. Uh, here you go. <laughs> so Blake, you, you you mentioned a couple times your your company and I'm sure your listeners kind of know the backstory, but I, I would love to hear that. Well, it, it was kind of similar to you in that um well I, I so I was a musician. Okay. And I couldn't get a job after I graduated. Uh, Great Recession. And so when was I, this? This was in 2008. Okay. Yeah, so I started freelancing. Oh, that was that was like the recession of recessions. The recessions of recessions, the greatest one, yes. Um, couldn't get work. Uh, and so, yeah, I started bookkeeping and tutoring, and that's how I got into accounting. Mm. And, and doing a lot of, well, I ended up getting into a lot of what you're doing, right? Helping clients with, you know, their, their reconciliations, their bill pay, their mm. payroll, just helping it all. Doing what an in-house bookkeeper would do, but from anywhere. Yeah. So it's it's um, I, I love I love you know I'm looking at your website. I love what you're doing because 
I love how simple it is, the way yeah. you present it to them, yeah. right? And that's, that, I always felt that was my advantage, was somebody could come and they could see, oh, very simple, here's the price, I'm going to sign up. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there's so much potential. Yeah, no, it's it's that that was definitely. Um, I'm glad you you say that because that was a real big sticking point. Because again, my my target audience is first time business. You know, business with one or two employees, three employees, five employees. So you know, if you overword them, they're just like, and even just overpricing them, it's just like I I I, I don't yeah. I don't really understand the investment yet here. So it's it's hard to kind of. So if you really have a nice soft entry price and you know we can build up from there mm -hmm. yeah we will flip it to the left <laughs> <laughs> you can ask david a question yes david 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 um so we spoke a little last night yeah yeah so you know the cloud upon accounting podcast were celebrities at this at this oh, bar that we had that we were at last night for his ignition event um so what was your introduction you know and then what kind of led i'm kind of trying to circle it to what led this Arizona union? I mean, I went to school and was not a good student, mm -hmm. uh, but took a lot of, you know, accounting classes and a lot of tech classes. And I fell into a job. At, actually, I, I used to work at the mall selling software windows in boxes. And I, Were you at Babbage's? Babbage's, yes. And <laughs> I, this is in Arizona? No, it was nationwide. Oh, okay. It was like physical box software. And I actually remember selling peach tree off the shelves which is really now sage 100 or whatever okay. it is you were in a a tucson mall well i was in malls in phoenix too oh, in phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Okay. phoenix and yeah. tucson what different malls um and i remember when quick well quicken used to be into its first product and mm -hmm. they're saying quicken to everybody then people started using quicken for their businesses and then quickbooks released their first version of quickbooks dos 1.0 and right around that time best buy came to market and best buy just started selling everything like one dollar above cost and it just companies like babbage's and software etc and a charge boutique, all those in the mall software stores all basically went under. So they declared bankruptcy. I literally had like a can of beans and something else. And I was like, well, it's not going to hurt to have Intuit on the resume. And I got a job doing tech support for QuickBooks. So I spent the next 22 years at QuickBooks. Wow. And then Blake and I crossed paths at Expensify's event in 2016. Like we should do a podcast together. And then April of 2018, we did a podcast together. It's and been it, the same since. We've been doing it for four years. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it, Blake is a CPA, mm -hmm. he came up through the zero world, mm -hmm. and I'm more of the tech guy that came up through the QuickBooks world. So, it's a pretty good match. Wow. And I, and I make David do the bookkeeping in zero. I do, yes. So, we use zero for the five accounting <laughs> podcast. You we do, do it? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You like it? He actually it, enjoys it's it. It's fine. I can't get by. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I can do, I can actually have both open at the same time. I, I can think bounce that around. is really a good thing to point out about zero you don't have to be an accountant to really understand it yeah yeah i think that's really cool but even if you have 20 years of quick looking at quickbooks you can that's just true. jump in and still do it that's not that like, that, that, that definitely not, helps like it's not gonna make you go blind you can but, do it but people in our profession do really have a resistance to learning new tech it's, it's very true i mean even I, I don't think hector would mind if i said this but we were <laughs> dave and i were having a chat with hector garcia who's like the expert at quickbooks and has a very popular YouTube channel. And his reason for not wanting to like do anything other than QuickBooks is basically, I don't want to learn new software. <laughs> but that's that's like most of most accountants don't right. want to learn new software. Right, right. I think David, you 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 found a post, uh, somebody asked their accountant about. Oh, this is crazy. It, and this is I what posted is it, it on Twitter and uh, LinkedIn. It was 
because you know with the podcast each week we record the news and you have these news feeds and we plow through thousand articles and there's this uh, post on a um, bulletin board. I don't even know what service this is, but some guy was like, "Hey, <laughs> QuickBooks Desktop," and apparently he's using QuickBooks Desktop 2011. Oh my god! And he was complaining that the PC was so slow; oh my it took god. forever to do anything. And then he said, "And for the last two years, I physically carry the PC into my accountant's office so they could do things." And and then at the very end of this post, as it goes on, he's like, "Do I need a new accountant?" It's like, "Yes, yes." Like, how could you like? How did the accountant enable this for this? Oh time? my god! Like the risk of something going wrong, like when that's you're carrying that PC in the hard drive, yeah. like in the car, it's just bananas, like. When did, you, when did you see this? This was this is this week. I posted on LinkedIn. It has like fifteen thousand views. It's 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 on fire. It's one of the second my second biggest LinkedIn post ever. Oh, it's on fire this week. Gosh. I, and that's I think it's because that's pretty common. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix don't it. Fix, is kind of the broken. attitude. That's <laughs> that is that's a definition no. of broken. Well, we have I guess we have different definitions, right? Uh, uh, versus that accountant there. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but those are not the clients you're going for. But, no, See, these I, young, it, hip tech well, people aren't correct. using a desktop computer. Correct. So here's what's different between that person, that accountant, and what you're doing mm -hmm. is you're building this from the client perspective. Correct. You're thinking about how do I, you said at the beginning, something about like you picked zero because it's, it's something your clients would. Correct. Like the vibe. Correct. Would work, right? And this is the opposite of that. This is. I'm going to have my client use this software because it's convenient for me. Correct. And they can bring it physically into my office, right? And that's the difference. We talk about this a lot on the show, David. Customer experience is such an opportunity for us. Yeah. And, and what, what that accountant will know is once their client sees something different, that is more like, wait, what do you mean? We, I don't have to leave my home for us to, you know, it's, it's going to probably more than less be a termination of their you know relationship oh, on that note like uh more broadly mm -hmm. you know, wh what do you think about the future of accounting and our profession i think that's a really good question like, where do you do you think <laughs> i think uh i think i said this on the stage earlier you know the the accounting industry for the, the companies in accounting um we all offer the very similar services more more so so we're not reinventing the wheel. Where I think the industry is going is where advisory and tech clash, right? So it's that convenience. It's Uber. It's Lyft. It's DoorDash. It's, it's Uber Eats, you know? Accounting can really intersect in that way where we're bringing technology to small business owners right? Being the subject matter experts in the, that said technology and advising them based on the technology in how to run their business more effectively. So you're saying when you say Uber Eats, DoorDash, you're talking about making it that easy for them. Convenience. 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 Okay. I don't have to, I don't want to leave my house, you know? And, and, and that's where really COVID kind of really gave me that shift, right? How can this whole operation, that's where Slack was kind of used and 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 calendly and you know all these different apps that just say you know it, it's not hey when are you free i'm free at four i'm free at three. Oh no i'm not good for three can you do three that's six emails when i could just send you a link mm -hmm. and you can just pick whatever time works for you that's available so it's really just about making the experience like amazon we all love amazon 
Amazon, you order it, you get the the product. If you have a problem, you can contact support. Huh? Support will get you, you know, either a refund or send you something new or give you instructions on getting it back. It's convenience. That's where people are. So that's where I see the accounting industry kind of flowing. And it's customer focused, ultimately. Customer focused. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Miguel, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you guys. This is my first accounting experience. This was awesome. So now a bunch of people are going to watch you on their podcast. So how do people get a hold of you and find you? Okay. So I'm not the biggest social media guru, but I do have Instagram, CEO Mickey Marshall. That's my nickname. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn, Miguel Autry, O-T-C-H-E-R-R-E dash Marshall. Um, my email, Miguel dot marshall at netlope.com reach out i'm open to talk i'm open to getting to know people and i'm also open to hearing what ideas other people have you know we're going to get you on the twitter yes i do I, th- this twitter. conference kind of told me i need to i need to kind of get it together on the social side maybe get a tiktok or something it's great thanks so much for joining us this is <laughs> no a great problem. conversation thanks, and i guys. really enjoyed your uh, unique and new perspective on things thanks for guys. opening i really appreciate it thank you